0: Hello and welcome to AstroFic, your weekly dose of fun, relatable astrology content where we apply astrology to fictional characters to find out why they're like that. But first, let me explain how this works and who I am. Hey, I'm Celeste, and I've been studying astrology off and on for about five years now, but it's always been present in my life. Within the past couple of years, I began practicing the art of reading birth charts, and this podcast is just another tool for me to apply and familiarize myself with all that I've learned. However, this podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. I will be explaining the astrology as I go, but I'll be explaining it as I understand it, and I am by no means an expert. Making this podcast is fun for me because I get to ramble about my favorite characters and astrology combined. And while I hope you learn something, you very well may not. Either way, the more you know about astrology, the more you'll enjoy this podcast. So I do encourage all my listeners to passively take in as much knowledge as they can. For this podcast, I will be using the whole sign house system because it is just a much more basic outline of the house system and fits better with the format of a podcast where I can't show you the physical birth chart. When it comes to what birth date I use for characters, I will use canon birth dates if they exist to make it more challenging for me to work with the characterization. But before we get started, let's take a little break for our advertisements. Hello, hello. We are back with Todd Chavez of Bojack Horseman. Some of you are probably going Ugh, back to cartoons again. And the answer is, yes, absolutely. Every episode would be about a cartoon character if I could force my brain to focus for long enough. And honestly, if you hate any animated medium, this podcast just ain't going to be for you. You can pry animation out of my cold, dead hands. It is my favorite form of media, and I mean all forms of animation. Stop motion, 2D, 3D, hand-drawn, watercolor, all of it. Anyways, this episode is about Todd Chavez from Bojack Horseman, a Netflix original adult animation, and honestly, one of the best adult animations in existence. Alright, let's just jump into it with his big three placements. Todd has a canon birthday of April 15th, 1991, which gives him an Aries sun. If you've seen Bojack Horseman, you might agree when I say Todd definitely has a lot of fire energy. Now, I've only seen the show once, and at this point, it's no longer a recent watch, so please correct me on any misinformation of Todd's character. I only did light research for this. It's not a recent watch, but I feel like it was recent enough. But again, if I get anything wrong, let me know. But I would say that Todd is generally impulsive and rarely thinks things through, and he is often surprised by the consequences of his own actions. Definitely an Aries sun, fire, energy thing to do. I found Todd's birthday, but of course, no birth time. However, no matter what time it was that day in LA, and I just used LA as a center point, Todd would have had a Taurus moon. It seems that the moon entered Taurus just a little bit before midnight on April 15th, 1991. I think this is fitting once again because Todd has a pretty rough relationship with his emotions and inner world, especially at the beginning of the show. He often shoves down his feelings and keeps them locked up for others' convenience to keep the peace. Todd does this all the time in his friendship with Bojack, but as always happens when you shove your feelings down, eventually you just explode at someone. Sometimes the person you blow up on is deserving, other times they aren't, and sometimes you're not very lucky. Now, these placements might sound rather intense for Todd already, but if it makes you feel any better, his rising sign isn't quite as intense, at least not in my opinion since i lacked a birth time for him i just gave him a rising placement this is the only placement in his entire chart that i am responsible for though everything else that we talk about is exact canon to his birthday all that being said i gave todd a sagittarius rising which gives him a first house in sagittarius and contributes to his fire energy i think todd being himself is very lucky and sagittarius is ruled by jupiter the planet of luck so it fits Todd lives completely free of anyone else's opinions but his own. He has moments where he doubts himself, of course everyone does, but he always overcomes them in beautiful ways. He's very charismatic because his curious nature makes him inquire about other people. Sagittarius is a truth seeker and in the first house, it's no wonder Todd's character arcs usually had something to do with him being honest to himself about his feelings or finding out new things about himself. Usually Todd finds himself by accident and with the push and support from others around him. Specifically thinking about Princess Carolyn right now, I love their friendship. Shout out PC. Aside from his rising, Todd only has one other placement in the first house, his Lilith in Sagittarius. Lilith is one part of the birth chart that I struggle the most to understand, mostly from conflicting information from various sources, and I haven't gathered enough information to make my own choice on how to interpret it. But from what I know, Lilith kind of represents our darker inhibitions. It is the darkest point in the sky at the time of our birth. In the first house, I think it holds a bit of shame for Todd and how he expresses himself. Despite living authentically as himself, his confidence does falter quite often, and his self-esteem isn't the greatest at times. He second guesses almost everything he does, and it isn't until he starts meeting other asexual people that he's capable of accepting himself as he is and portraying that self-image to others unapologetically. But it does take some time for him to get used to it. But I personally could definitely see the rise in consistent self-confidence and self-assuredness in Todd after he puts a label on his sexuality. And I think that just goes to show how important it is for somebody to kind of know their identity in some way, whatever feels best for them. Saying all that, because it's Pride Month. Shout out Pride Month. This episode for all the asexuals out there. Todd has his second house in Capricorn. The second house is the house of values and financial security. It rules over our skills, money, self-worth, all material things, and your attachment to them, as well as assets. Todd has three placements in the second house capricorn two are outer planets and one placement is actually in the north node so let's start there with the node and then work our way inwards the north node is one point of what is sometimes called the destiny line the north node shows you where your life is supposed to go or what skills you're intended to learn in this lifetime in the second house capricorn i think this means todd is supposed to learn the value of stability and employable skills as well as skills that are completely unique to him For a long time, Todd can be described as a drifter. He was pretty aimless in his life, and I mean, to be fair to him, I think that's very common for people in their 20s. However, Todd takes a bit longer than others to kind of grow out of it, and honestly, I think it's something he'll struggle with for longer in his life. I think he'll eventually get that itch to get up and go and leave everything behind, and he won't be able to help himself. I think it's more likely to happen after an event that changes his life in a major way, too. So that's his North Node. Next, I'm going to talk about his planetary placements in the second house, Capricorn. We'll start with Uranus, which is interesting in Capricorn, but also very interesting in the second house. So Uranus is the planet of change and rebellion. With that in mind, it's kind of a no-brainer why Todd views the themes of the second house the way that he does. He doesn't want to conform to society's capitalistic views. He just wants to vibe. And vibing is like absolutely not one of the things capricorn does well capricorn always has an agenda and it's very hard to get them to loosen up sometimes however in this case the agenda that is assigned to capricorn and uranus is to ensure that todd has the capabilities to vibe or chill or just do whatever it is that todd wants to do sometimes that's helping his friends sometimes that's pursuing crazy business ideas the beauty of uranus is that you never know which it's gonna be working in very close proximity to uranus is the planet neptune neptune in capricorn is said to be in fall according to some astrologers not everyone agrees on neptune's dignities and abilities but we're going to go under the assumption that neptune is in fallen in capricorn so that doesn't sound good right Right. When a planet is in fall, they lose a lot of their influence. Neptune is a planet of delusion, imagination, spirituality. I think it definitely adds to the energy of Uranus in this house, kind of pushing forward this I can do what I want mentality with the zany ideas and revolutions that Neptune can contribute. But because it's in fall, the influence that it has on this is a little weak. There are definitely ways that Todd can do zanier things. (laughs) There's always that capability in the punchline with Todd is that all of his mistakes or setbacks or whatever you want to call them, all of those can just be considered learning experiences for him because there's hardly ever any long-lasting consequences, at least in most of his relationships with others he obviously has a strained relationship with his parents his mom and his stepfather but for the most part his friends and the other people in his life forgive him pretty easily unless he's kind of hiding something so that's todd's second house he does have one placement in the third house aquarius so that's where we're headed next The placement is Saturn, so we've got a planet in its traditional rulership. Yay! I think this is another placement that speaks to Todd withholding his true thoughts and emotions from others for a purpose he sees as greater than himself. I think a lot of the time, Todd doesn't see a reason to insert his thoughts into the conversation, and often when he does, he's ridiculed and shunned. Especially when he tries to share his feelings or thoughts with Bojack or help Bojack. This is an example of how Aquarius is often misunderstood when trying to explain their thought processes and connection to emotions. They are pushed out and laughed at for living authentically to themselves until one day, they snap. That's another reason why it takes Todd so long to finally tell Bojack off. Saturn is the planet that rules over time and often it is responsible for making us hold on to things until we absolutely cannot anymore. Saturn does not fuck around. With this placement, Todd would be going through his Saturn return literally right now as I'm as I wrote this and as I'm recording this. Saturn has been in Aquarius since 2020 and will stay there until 2023 when it moves into Pisces. The Saturn return occurs around the age of 30 and is supposed to cause great shifts in a person's life. Usually the result is that the person is allowed to live a more relaxed, authentic life. For Todd, he cut off Bojack, his most toxic relationship, and started confronting all of his fears of intimacy and really discovering what that means for him. And he starts a business. Nothing is more sadder than starting a business, to be honest. Also... If you are listening to this podcast, day it airs or anytime between then and October 22nd, 2022, just be aware that Saturn is in retrograde and that's not really, it doesn't really mean it's a collective planet. It doesn't mean a whole lot for the individual, Uh, but if you have many Aquarius or Capricorn placements, this is probably going to affect you a little more intimately it's time where everybody is getting what's coming to them so yeah don't don't freak out about it just like maybe keep that in the back of your mind if things are going really shitty for you or if things are going really shitty for other people or even if they're going really well for you just keep them back in your mind and give yourself a pat on the back if you're doing well right now The fourth house is in Pisces, and while that's very interesting to me now that I'm thinking about it, Todd doesn't have any placements here, so we're just going to keep moving along to the fifth house in Aries where Todd's sun sign lives. The fifth house is the house of creativity, childhood, and short-term romances and flings. Fortune, leisure, but mostly I associate the fifth house with anything having to do with childhood, children, and the intensity of the joyful emotions that we experience as children. The fifth house is the stuff that we do just for the sake of doing them, things that we love wholeheartedly without any influence from the outside world. I think the sun in Aries' fifth house works really well with Todd's self-image. Aries is all about the go, go, go. Aries doesn't care if they're doing things correctly. They just want to get it done, which is very much like Todd to me. Anytime he has a new idea, he just goes out and does it for the sake of doing it. He's not too attached to the fruits of his labor, and when everything eventually goes tits up, he moves on to the next thing with very little thought to the previous project. I think this ability to move on to the next thing so quickly can also be attributed to the other planet he has in his fifth house, his Mercury in Aries. Todd isn't really one for explaining his thoughts or feelings with words, he'd rather show people through actions. Mercury in Aries gives the vibes of never being able to find the right words and only really knowing how to express yourself through your actions. I think that may be why Todd had such a difficult time understanding and explaining his asexuality, especially when he didn't even know it was a word. I think Todd is someone who needs to access precise language to articulate his thoughts and feelings because they're somewhat foreign to him. Makes sense. He has an earth moon. And when he doesn't have access to that precise language, he'd rather just try to show it to people, which is where he faltered with his sexuality because being asexual is the distinct lack of an action in more way than one. i can't believe i read that that's hilarious in the fifth house mercury can become much more creative and vivid in its influence on todd it adds a cunning logical side to todd's wildest fantasies making them achievable but perhaps not always safe all right moving on to the next house which is the sixth house in taurus the 6th house is the house of daily routine, habits, and physical health. Todd only has one placement here, his moon sign. Todd is not a very emotionally volatile person, unlike some of the other characters in Bojack Horseman. In fact, I'm willing to say he's one of the least emotionally volatile characters in the series. And by that, I just mean that he's not prone to outbursts. This is seconded by his Earth Moon. Earth sign moons don't often display or talk about their emotions, they'd rather not acknowledge them altogether. Todd typically pushes his feelings to the wayside in favor of a relatively stable daily routine. As long as he doesn't have an outburst at BoJack, he's got a place to live, etc. It's honestly not that great of a way to live, ignoring your emotions for others. And I mean, we see that when Todd finally stops doing that, his life improves exponentially. And because I talked about his moon sign earlier in the podcast, we're just going to go on right ahead to the seventh house the seventh house rules over long-term relationships or friendships marriage partnership business contracts or agreements and things of that nature the seventh house is the first house that begins dealing with the uncontrollable world around you and the people that inhabit it the parts of the world that are more difficult if not impossible to influence basically todd's seventh house is in gemini and he has only one planet present Venus. This house is always a great house to have Venus in. It makes it really easy for Todd to cultivate relationships in his life. This placement is especially evident when Todd gets that huge deal with his babysitting gig because of his connections with Princess Carolyn. If I'm not mistaken, and then he becomes like super rich on his own without his estranged mother and stepfather, which then allows him to start reconnecting with them. Gemini is the mutable air sign ruled by Mercury, which means it has a very strong connection to communication. While Todd isn't one to speak on his own discomforts, he's very good at being a mediator for others, especially his friends. I think Todd would have made an excellent therapist in another life okay moving on to the next house which is the eighth house in cancer at first glance a pretty tough house to have in cancer i'll admit but i think his placements here are very interesting so first off we've got his mars in the eighth house cancer now mars does not like being in cancer cancer's energy makes mars very wishy-washy rather indecisive and sort of lacking in the action forward energy mars needs to be productive this is because once again mars is in fall in Cancer. Uh, This is the second planet in Todd's chart that is in fall. So Mars does not have a huge say in how Todd's life is lived the eighth house however deals with all things sort of taboo like the occult death rebirth sex inheritances and other people's money and transformation i want to emphasize the theme of other people's money in this house that theme combined with todd's cancer mars makes for a man who is not only willing to spend other people's money in excess but is given the chance multiple times because the cancerian energy makes him trustworthy. Of course, most of the time he blows the money and the entire thing is fucked up for everyone involved. But the fact of the matter is that no matter how many times he fucks up, there is always someone who trusts that Todd will make the right decisions next time. And finally, when Princess Carolyn gives Todd a chance at nannying, he does make the right decisions. We love growth. We love to see it. If you haven't seen Bojack Horseman, but you like watching character arcs and seeing them grow and change, you should really give it a shot. Todd has one other placement in the 8th house cancer, his Kiron placement. I think we can take this placement all the way back to his relationship or lack thereof. We, the audience, learn that Todd's parents are actually pretty well-to-do and that him being a couch surfer is just his choice of lifestyle because he didn't want to live up to his parents' expectations. And because he chose not to do that, he was cut off from his mother's money. Cancer represents the mother and in the eighth house of other people's money. This is in direct relation to Todd's mother and her money. I think this also contributes to why Todd fucks up with money so much. He doesn't want to be like all the rich people he surrounds himself with, so he'd rather just release the evil green stuff's hold on him and tough it out. Now let's combine this idea with the fact that his second house of financial stability, material goods, and such is in Capricorn, which is like the ultimate girl boss bag chasing Zodiac sign. Todd is constantly working towards things for himself. That's the key thing to remember about the second house versus the eighth house when it comes to finances. The second house is what you do for yourself to feel fulfilled and stable. It is in the lower half of the birth chart relating to the self. Todd's life may not seem stable to the outside eye, but to him, it feels stable, and he feels like he has a routine. Not having a lease under his name, not having to pay for a car or gas or insurance, all of that is stability to Todd, which is why he rejects his parents' idea of stability so hard because they have the traditional outlook on money and assets. But Todd has seen from a rather early age how money changes people and how it often changes them for the worse todd's girl boss move is not allowing money to have this chokehold on him that it does the other people in his life his ultimate girl boss move is rejecting hustle and grind culture and honestly we can all learn a lesson from that i know i can all right with that cleared up let's go on to the next house which is the ninth house in leo todd has one planet here jupiter I just adore this placement in Todd's chart, especially because Jupiter would be his ruling planet as a Sagittarius rising. So this planet has a lot of influence on Todd, and with it being in Leo, it contributes to the fire energy already established by Todd's big three placements. The ninth house is all about worldly perspective. Its themes are higher education, worldview, philosophy of life, long-distance travel, and organized religion. Jumping in with that last point, though... There was never an episode, at least not that I can think of, in which Todd becomes a cult leader, but I can see this so vividly in my brain as a B-plot to an early episode, especially at a time when Todd is still living with Bojack. It would just be amazing and hilarious. Anyways, (laughs) this placement is highly lucrative for Todd. It's part of what has allowed Todd to live the lifestyle he has lived, because I don't know about you all, but I would not have survived living like Todd. But the beauty of Todd is that his stability has never depended on anyone or anything. He's very much a I'll figure it out kind of guy. And I think his Jupiter has a little something to do with that. And holy hell, am I envious of this. I wish I could go with the flow like that. Jupiter is a benefic planet. Benefic, beneficial, you get it. It's the planet of luck, fortune, and expansion. Truly a beautiful planet. And in Leo, absolutely wonderful. To die for, if you would. Leo is not, as some people may say, an attention seeker. Leo is the astrological attention grabber. Leo has a magnetizing energy and captivates the people around them. And because of the sun's influence on Leo, people with prominent Leo placements are able to utilize the attention they garner as a means to an end. We can see this because if we look at Leo's direct opposite, Aquarius, which is not ruled by the sun, we know that Aquarius is also an attention-grabber sign, but Aquarius utilizes the energy in a much different way if they utilize it at all. So anyways... Leo Jupiter in the ninth house influences Todd to be someone who encourages people in all of their dreams. Because as much as Leo is an attention grabber, they're also a hype person. Leo placements will gas you up just as much as you gas them up. We see Todd encouraging others to go for their goals often, even if they're unrealistic, because Todd knows that even the most unrealistic goals can be realized with a little bit of luck and a whole lot of hard work sometimes. All right, now we're going to skip all the way over to the last house in todd's chart the 12th house in scorpio the 12th house being the last house on a birth chart deals with a whole bunch of shit we would consider as intangible things we can't touch but know are there such as our subconscious as well as others or the collective subconscious spirituality ego death surrender suffering and like all kinds of things that we would associate with spirituality and spiritual awakenings now in scorpio that is all very intense and amplified and i haven't even added the planet present but here's the thing about scorpio it is the zodiacal sign of change and transformation scorpions continue to molt for up to a year after they've grown into an adult and scorpio traditionally rules over the eighth house which as we know has themes of rebirth and transformation i think that todd while never changing much on the inside seems to constantly be rerouting his train of thought based on new information he receives from the world or other epiphanies he has himself but before we get into examples i just want to add that the planet present in this house is Pluto, literally the planet of the eighth house ruled by Scorpio in modern astrology, and also rules over rebirth, transformation, and wealth. I think this is why, after the entire series of Todd struggling with himself and his relationship to others, when he is finally at peace with himself, he gains so much. He has a great babysitting business, he has a very stable living situation, and he has friends who care about him, as well as relationships that uplift and grow with him rather than hold him back. We love Todd Chavez in this house, even if all the characters of Bojack Horseman aren't technically good people. That's all I have for Todd Chavez. Please leave a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this episode, and don't forget to share it with your friends and fan groups. I'd love to hear feedback or your take on the character. Follow me on TikTok or Twitter and let me know what you think. If you want to find me on socials, I've put all my links in a handy dandy link tree in the show notes. That's linktr.ee slash Celestial B-I-N-C-H. You can find all my socials, ways to tip me if you want, and all the other ways to listen to Astrofic there. You'll also find my Patreon there where you can provide direct feedback about Astrofic as well as receive monthly collective readings. My name is Celeste and you've been listening to Astrofic. Tune in next time to find out why our favorite characters are like that. Bye!